Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Hey, morning, Bills Mafia. I hope you all are doing fine. Uh, I don't know what I can say for myself. I'm Tom Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Bills or Bust podcast. And joining me today, his second appearance on the show, very pleased to have uh, him back with us, the co-host of Run That Back on Asheville, North Carolina FM, and available on any podcast. It's my good buddy, Scott Bunn. Scott, how are we doing today? <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, we've been talking about doing this for a couple of weeks. I honestly wish we were doing it about almost any other game <laughs> season, uh, but but I'm happy to hear, uh, to commiserate with you about it. Uh, yeah, it's fun to be able, as you said, I do run that back. I, I do try to be, you know, I try to be objective as I can. So it's really nice to be on a podcast where I can just go pure Homer. Oh, absolutely. That is always welcome here. Uh, and no matter how delusional you would sound after a game like <laughs> last night. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. The last time you were on was, I think, right before we played the Bengals in the divisional round. It was right after we had just squeaked past Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my gosh. So you've got me connected with the, with this this Bengals team that totally has our number. So am I the problem? Uh, I I don't. I, I wish I could blame it on you, but I think that would just be <laughs> way too easy. And I'm not taking a any easy routes but uh i just kind of remember that i was like yeah we were just preparing for that game and i wanted you on i i actually had a good feeling about this game i just for some reason i was thinking we're done with this slide you know we've played four less than stellar teams we're going to show up when it really counts and it's like cincinnati can't own us forever even though it's only been one game technically but uh yeah uh but speaking of i want to give you a chance to answer last week's trivia it's uh sounds a little silly to mention now after watching this game last night but after the 1988 afc championship game the bills went on quite a run of consecutive wins versus the Bengals. i think it's one of their longest winning streaks against any single team how many games was that um i'll say this is totally a shot in the dark it's a little bit of an i'll say seven Seven. Actually, it was 10 games that we really? won in a row after 1988. And that came to an end in 2011, week four, when we were 3-0. and We had just gotten off the big uh, win against the Patriots, our first in eight years. And uh, we lost to rookies Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. Uh, it was a very close game. I believe they, they won on a last-second field goal in a very uh, tight game. And the Bengals actually kind of turned the corner a little bit uh, right there. But yeah, that was that ended the 10-game winning streak. Gosh, you are just bringing the hammer with bad news on this, <laughs> on this episode. Oh, yeah. Go for the jugular or not at all. That's what my <laughs> Uncle John Bain says. 
but yeah, it's uh, now it's definitely seemed even out ever since 2011. I think you know we get them sometimes. Yeah, not since Burrow. Burrow is now uh, two and zero versus us, joining a litany of uh, young quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know if we can mention him uh, on this show, but yeah, it's uh, kind of yeah part of a dubious crowd now. And uh, yeah, going to get into the game. I'm just going to give a quick recap of what happened last night. With an opportunity to take first place in the AFC East, the Bills failed to shine in Cincinnati on Sunday night football, losing 24-18. The Bills fall to 5-4 and four on the season and are currently the ninth seed in the AFC. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, despite being, like I said, the ninth seed in the AFC, it's only two games that keep us out of the one seed. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that came through, but I was making animal noises when you said that. Maybe that's, <laughs> that should just be the extent of my appearance is I'm just making uh, uh, verbal noises that aren't actual words. Just, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. After we record here, we'll uh, just get some... Uh... We'll just get some wild track of you uh, <laughs> making uh, grunting noises because who knows we may need it for the rest of the season and uh, we may need that accompaniment. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I had foolishly I had up like uh, rather optimistic for this game. I don't know. I don't know why. Sometimes I I tend to fall into the category of when we're bad. I'm just like we're you know we're the worst. I'm just I definitely go up and down on the roller coaster with. Uh, you know the it, bills it's and, like uh, you're like bills bipolar oh absolutely <laughs> you know i could be one of those you know we're just you know killing them it's like oh man we're just having the best game we make one mistake and it's like oh typical bills and then uh usually by tuesday wednesday i'm a little more calm and a little more rational right, right. yes right. yeah you can now you can ask our good friend jason thurston i was going off the deep end last night and uh even this morning uh this can you tell me what you think is going on? I I wish I had an answer. I have my theories, but is there something specific you're seeing? Because uh, you know, you look at you look at the stats, the defense, you know, gave up some big, you know, gave up some big plays early. Uh, they only gave up 24 points, and we want to think that this is an offense that can just score at will, you know, put uh, putting up like 48 points against the Dolphins. You know when we needed it most and i'm just uh i have i have my theories do you have anything specific that you can say like what is going on well i think there's a couple of things um i think the problems on each side of the field are actually affecting the others so when the bills had this problem last year on defense where they couldn't get the other team off the field. Um, so couldn't make key stops, giving up big third downs. Um, and then sometimes being bailed out by turnovers or what have you. But that, you know, even though the Bills statistically uh, last year, I'm talking about, you know, were amongst the best in terms of yards per game. It it didn't feel like that because um, teams were able to put together long drives and um, yeah, just 
sustain that and keep the Bills offense off the field. And we're seeing similar things now in this stretch, especially with this now young defense. By the way, here were the players who were on the field to end the game. Taylor Rapp, Dorian Williams, Tyrell Dodson, Josh Norman, Dane Jackson, Jordan Phillips. So tell us at the beginning of the season, if we had those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players all out there to end the game, what what we would have said, we would have said we would have lost the game to Cincinnati. And so, so there is a built-in excuse for the defense. Um, but gosh, we can't get off the field. And that happened, um, that happened with Tampa, um, Tampa Bay last week. It's happened against the Giants um, in, team, in a game that we should have won. And it happened last night, even though despite in the second half, we saw the Bills make a couple of big stops with those young players, even after Bernard, um, you know, who's been a revelation this year. Um, he um, he had to leave early. They were able to make some plays, but in the first half, the it showed it uh, especially. Bill's not able to make stops. Um, huge, um, huge long drives, and then the offense is not able to get into any sort of rhythm, especially if they're you know like you know except for the first drive, which was great. We all said that. Um, that, um, you know, Josh throws an interception. Um, was that the first play of the second drive? Second play? Um, uh, yeah, it absolutely yeah, Very early. So we've seen that a lot. That happened against the Jets as well, um, mm -hmm. where just like quick turnover, then the offense doesn't see the ball again for a long time. And so then, you know, that sense of urgency kicks in. And so then you start seeing us. And th so then on offense, we get into sort of third and long situations. And then, you know, sometimes there's three and out. So that wasn't necessarily what was happening all of last night. Um, but that's been the key theme for the whole season. And people keep saying that, like the fans are saying it, the coaches are saying it, the players on offense about how they can't get into a rhythm. And, you know, I've been, I've been harping on the, the defense, um, you know, not being able to get off the field, but everybody keeps saying like, Oh, look, the offense isn't scoring enough points, but I think that's compounding the problem. And, you know, we saw it with the, with the giants game where, you know, in the second half of that game, the offense looked great, um, mostly because they were running the ball. Uh, they, they took the ball out of Allen's hands because that's what the defense was giving them. It was great, but it just ate up so much clock. And so the offense wasn't actually, you know, like explosive, like Josh Allen team usually is. But we're just seeing this, the, um, the ineffectiveness on both teams are – um, on compounding the issue on the other. So when the Bills have a quick three and out, then the defense has to go back onto the field and then they're gassed and then they can't get the, the, the opposing oh, yeah. team's offense off the field. So you're just seeing it impact both ways. And so, uh, you know, I'm, 
I, I'm one for patience. Um, and you know, I, I try to be optimistic, as you say, like, usually once we get to Tuesday, Wednesday, I tend to settle down. But I have to admit that last time was the first time, not only did I think, well, you know, this needs to be Dorsey's last, <laughs> last year, but I even thought maybe we, we've run our course with McDermott, um, I, which is something I've never said before. You know me, I'm a pretty positive person. Oh, but yeah. I just wonder, um, somebody made this point on Twitter, I can't remember who said this, that uh, that they said, I've actually liked McDermott's um, performance as a defensive coordinator this year more <laughs> than as a head coach. Because, oh, yeah. like, I, I think he's had a part in this offense of uh, trying to reel Josh in a little bit. Um, and so they're much more conservative on offense. I think he played a part in to those sort of like values being instilled into the, in the offense in the off season. And, <laughs> you know, I, you know, taking, taking his foot off the pedal at the end of the, at the Tampa game. And, you know, in terms of the offense, you know, like choosing to punt, like, you know, <laughs> what was it twice or maybe a third time too. um, or going for a field goal when we could have gone for for it on fourth down, you know, choosing to rely on a defense which had been playing very well, but then you know they started to get gassed, and then you know giving up those, those all those fourth downs. So I'm just saying a lot of things because I'm just trying to sort through all these things. I, I don't know if I'm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate calling for somebody's job and saying that somebody should be fired, but it, oh, yeah. it's starting. I'm starting to question it. You know, like we're um, we're seeing, you know, a couple of young players emerge. Um, you know, like Bernard, like I said, and you know, Dorian Williams has been forced into action and things like that. But we haven't seen a lot of the young player development um, <laughs> that we hoped. You know, like Greg Rousseau isn't isn't no, living up to what he needs to be doing. Epinesa mm -hmm. had was fantastic early in the season. He's all but disappeared since the, those early games. You know, Kyer Elam now is on injured reserve, <laughs> but he's unplayable. You know, not to mention Boogie Basham, who they cut in preseason. You know, these are all high draft picks that we're getting nothing from. And that's all on defense. That's McDermott's side of the ball, you know. And so, oh. so, and we're not even talking about Gabriel Davis, who, you know, stepped up and was great in Tampa, but then he was immediately yeah. a non-entity last night. So, oh yeah, you know, and like, you know, guys like Shakir, who I like and things like that, but gosh, you know, we're just like back on the, this, these cycles. Again. <laughs> so anyways, I, you know, that's what I think is actually going on. I don't know if those, you know, if it is time to move on from McDermott, I, you know, I, I know lots of people are saying that, but I, I also feel like we're also getting old in a lot of places. The safeties look old last night. They look oh, yeah. old at the end of the Bucks game. So, you know, like we're, I think we're definitely at a turning point. So there's my kind of pessimistic response. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you respond and then I'll 
point to some <laughs> signs of optimism. It is, uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to have an optimistic approach after these past five weeks. Yeah. Uh, like, we're, we're actually lucky to be two and three in these past five weeks. Agreed. You know, I saw a meme where it was like we were a pass interference, so a pass interference and Chris Godwin going blind from being three and six this season. Yep. And you make something like, I'm always, I think it's very quick to uh, point to coaching, but that's almost what it seems like it is. Uh, Dor sometimes Dorsey's play calling just seems completely outrageous. You know, especially, I, it was most evident in the Patriots game. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one of these things, like, we're five and four now. Our schedule is absolutely not getting easier from here on out. Nope. We have Denver next week, and then it's, uh, like, the schedule is a bear for the next four weeks. You know, uh, the Jets, who are pretty much our boogeyman now. Yep. And then it's uh, at Eagles, by at Chiefs. And then home versus the Cowboys. It's like, and uh, we can't overlook the Broncos. I mean, they've been oh, you no, know, they, like they are the laughing stock <laughs> to giving up seventy points to the Dolphins earlier this year. But they've they've played well the last couple of weeks. So oh, you know, like that is not a gimme game anymore. And besides, the Bills aren't playing well. We don't deserve oh. that. You know, we don't oh, deserve yeah. to look past anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah. It's, oh, pretty much at this point, I would not overlook the Carolina Panthers or yeah. maybe the Chicago Bears, but not the Carolina Panthers. The, the Patriots are like the third worst team in the league. And they, oh, yeah. we were terrible in that game. Oh, it wasn't like, you know, I was thinking, is like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe finally the Patriots are getting their rhythm back. It's like, no, they look horrible against the Dolphins and they lost to the Commanders yeah. yesterday. So it's just, uh, that's pretty much just how bad we've been. And I'm just like, there's a part of me, uh, with McDermott, uh, it's definitely crossed my mind too. But what is most, most glaring to me with McDermott is what better option are we going to get? Well, that's always, know? that's yeah. always it when you're, when you're calling for somebody's head, I, you know, I think it's easier to say swap out a, a coordinator to find you know a different system on offense mm -hmm. you know potentially like there's more flexibility with that i i you know for the most part i mean you know the bean mcdermott partnership is fantastic and oh, yeah. you know and like bringing professionalism uh unified vision to one bill's drive that we we just haven't had for, you know, since the glory years, you know. Oh, yeah. and I so, love the character McDermott's brought to this team. Yeah, without and, that's very and, and you can't discount any of that stuff. But, you know, at some point, it's just like, well, did we miss our window? And now, potentially, we're at a different place with this team where mm -hmm. we might need to strip back that that defense to parts and start over you know and so yeah. i don't know like it yeah again we're at the <laughs> we're at the dark days um uh, of this thing and yeah i mean it's it's hard to say and you know like some people would say like well look like you're missing matt milano tradavius white you know all the names <laughs> we've we've talked about exactly. um you know and but you know like ed oliver was fantastic last year he was great earlier this season and he got you know dinged up a little bit 
yeah, he's been, I, I don't think anybody called his name last night, you know? Oh, yeah. And again, Rousseau, I don't think he did anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone, he's gone very quiet this season. Rousseau. Yeah. Without yeah, exactly. And like that, that's the point of the team building this whole time was like, okay, you draft the young guys, they, as they improve, they become the team leaders. And so then there's less reliance on Von Miller and the older guys. And, you know, we, or, you know, like seeing the thing like Tremaine Edmonds contract is up, you, um, you, he signs for big money someplace else. Then you've got a guy who you drafted had a couple of years to, to step in and he does like Bernard. So he's, he mm-hmm. is a good example, but we don't really have any other good examples of that, you know, like oh, yeah. Rousseau up Anessa Basham were supposed to be that on the <laughs> D line and Oliver, you know, and you know, like we got, close to burrow a couple of times but he mostly operated from a clean pocket or stepped away pretty easily i thought burrow was fantastic last night and oh he's been for like two straight weeks he's just been like flawless he was so good and you know like you know his, his fingernail ripped off and it was nasty he wasn't throwing the ball exceptionally well in the second half it's probably why we got those stops that we did um but he still was very good managing it. And, you know, that was that was an example where I was watching this. I was like, he's just playing better than Josh Allen is, you know? Yes. And I, I I hate to say that. I love Josh Allen, you know? He, you know, set the controls for the heart of the sun. Let's go, Josh, <laughs> you know? But, like, Burrow outplayed him decisively, and it's been that way for you know, two and a half games now. I know we're not <coughs> counting the the Hamlin game from last year, but oh, like yeah. he was exceptional and not playing Josh when that game stopped. So absolutely. So it's just uh it's just discouraging, but you're like, well, there's another team that's now decidedly better than us, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Until we can prove otherwise and you know, well, I don't even know if we'll have that opportunity to, you know show that again you know come january but uh yeah i mean i'm thinking the shake-up dorsey i i don't see him getting much better i'm thinking you know what is what is there to lose and you know i don't i don't think it's going to happen i don't think they're just going to completely uh you know pull the pull the trigger on this this week but it would be a shake-up and something just has to change yeah because uh, you know we've been talking about the defensive injuries and you know, I'm I'm kind of one of those like McDermott says, next man up. You know, don't make excuses. You can see teams go through things all the time with injuries, losing players, and the good ones step up. And I've thought of the Bills as being one of these like top five teams. I think definitely as far as talent, they are there. I think that's unquestionable uh, execution, and I don't know, maybe mentality. I don't think they're there because uh, it's. With the defensive injuries, it does seem like people do step up. I mean, Dorian Williams, absolutely not Matt Milano, but you can tell you can tell watching this guy, he wants to be as good as Matt Milano. He's just all over the field. He's like the energizer buddy. It's just not as polished as Milano is. Yeah, he's a he's a freak though. You can tell he's an athletic freak. Oh, absolutely. And but I always notice it was even last year when 
you know, we, we suffered all these defensive injuries. It's as if the offense is the one who takes it personally. Yeah, like right. the defense does their part and the offense, which is for the most part compared to most teams has been pretty much untouched. Yeah. Usually it's, it's the defense that has the uh, cues all over the board. When you look at the depth chart mm-hmm. and I just don't know what it is, you know, having the ball for eight minutes uh, when we know exactly what this offense is capable of, you know, we see, you know, we see it's three games earlier in the year, they're averaging 38 points a game. Yeah. And as of late, it's just very, it's very selective. It's like, they'll have one, one solid half where they're just like unstoppable. And then they just uh, don't show up. And if you're going to consider yourself one of these top five, uh, at one point I thought they were the best team. I'm trying to be nice and say they're a top five team. Uh, they have to play four quarters of football. Yeah, that's why they're not a top five team. They're just not. I mean, we need to accept that reality. I'm sorry I interrupted, you, but we're not. No, no. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've kind of been saying this. I've been saying it too. It's like we have the talent to be, but it's just we are not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, one player who just seems, and it's it's always going to kick in the controversy. The one player who just definitely seems to have his head screwed on right is Dix. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, uh, it's been two out of the past three weeks where he's gotten a touchdown to kind of keep us like yeah. very much in the game. And for somebody who, you know, has a, you know, bit of a showboat personality to him, he does, he does no celebration. He just, he gets that ball, he, you know, into the end zone and you see, he's just right back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we have, like, we have to finish this out. Yeah. And then there's. I think it was it was a bit, little bit of a it was a questionable penalty I think but where you know Josh Allen points at the guy you know and gets the taunting penalty uh you know to give uh give them 15 yards on the kickoff it wasn't egregious but it's just something like Josh do you really need do you really need to do that yeah no it's you're going to march in right away it's a big game you know you're you're kind of teetering on you know, what's acceptable and what's not according in the new NFL. And you're not seeing that with Diggs. Diggs has made it clear, you know, whether you want to call him a prima donna or what, uh, he's coming up, he's showing up to work, you know, uh, every single day. And, you know, I just, I'd like the rest of the team, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I want them to get on the same mentality with this guy because, you know, the season's not getting any easier. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to hear me say anything bad about Stefan Diggs. I mean, like, he's just been excellent since he arrived at Buffalo. Every game, he's great. The only time he got upset is when (laughs) he should have gotten the ball more, and he was always right in those things. You're like, yeah, yeah, he should get the ball more because he's he's reliable, and he always makes um, big plays. And, um, And so... He's like, why are you throwing it to the rest of these guys? And the other revelation I know has been, you know, Kincaid. I don't have to tell you, he's been sensational. And, you know, that was the first thing when they drafted Kincaid was, um, you know, why why did you move up to get him? And and they said, because of his, Bean said, because of his hands. And he does, he catches uh, everything that comes to him, and it's so unfortunate that he had the the fumble that yeah, that, uh, that was a fantastic really, play. Really, the the turning point of the game. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, and and again, just like 
I mean, the Bills lead the league in point differential. You know, it's just like, it's insane. I mean, some of that is because of the Miami game and we beat up on the Raiders and Washington too. But, you know, like, um, just so good. And, uh, yeah. And then, so here's the, here's the thing that I will say is, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, a lot of Bills fans are like, you know, why don't we sort of embrace chaos, Josh, um, you know, like let it rip, let him run, any of that stuff, like in 2020. And in 2020, we were seven and six after we lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. And we had lost to Jacksonville. Um, I believe that was that game. I might be getting all of that. That year? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I yeah. remember that. Uh that Jacksonville game very vividly yeah so yeah and we were seven and six and we were like this team has way too much heart uh way too much talent for us to be doing this like yeah we were we were uh probably on the outside looking in for the playoffs at that moment Mm -hmm. um and that was the turning point like everybody said it that that year was that comeback game against Tampa Bay and we um, uh, we lost that game, but we were down big in the first oh. half. And they just said "f it," and Josh Allen just totally took off and oh, went he, crazy in that game. Where he literally put the team on his back, it seemed. In that literally, game. literally, <laughs> like Pagula was on there. The stadium, like everybody, was literally on his back. So yeah, so they. Um, and so that was the turning point. And then, like, it kicked in the cylinders. So, like, that could still happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but it needs to be that realization that it's, like, well, we've got to out, outscore teams and we've got to figure out, like, James Cook is electric and has the ability, but, like, we can't just be, mm-hmm. like, let's establish it's... the run first, you know, like <laughs> use him to close out games. Like we did earlier this year, you know, like mm-hmm. that was, that was the thing. It's oh, oh, yeah. not run to set up the pass. It's <laughs> just to set up the run. Like, Oh yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I can't remember which game that was. And also it was weeks ago, so I can't, can barely remember but yeah like getting a big lead and then murray and harris um and cook you know cleaned it up and so like that's the way to do it so oh boy yeah and then also like it it just showed that like the scripted first drive was fantastic and then it went to poop the rest of the time until half um when we started uh, when they were able to go back to the locker room and just figure out what was going on so yeah i i mean i know that they want to keep josh allen healthy want to keep him healthy for the playoffs we saw that he had that injury last year that affected him and the team um despite him playing through it we might be seeing the same some of that again right now but i mean it's either that or just we're going to miss a playoffs, you know? Like, right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a, are, you know? There's a lot of great, uh, you know, there's a lot of great teams in the AFC. I think uh, pretty much what, uh, like, what Baltimore has done to the Seahawks and Lions in pretty much back-to-back weeks, 
yeah. I think kind of shows the disparity between the AFC and the NFC. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like there's just so much competition, and we're going to have to play. Uh, I mean, I think even later in the season, we play the Chargers, who don't have a great record, but that is absolutely a team, uh, you know, we should be scared of. I mean, we have to take it one game at a time before we have, like, you know, yeah. like you said, you know, we have an entire week to prepare for the Denver Broncos, who, you know, at one point we thought were a joke, and now it's just like, oh, they may be. They may be looking at us like, oh, we're playing Buffalo at exactly the right time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we weren't we weren't ready for this game. We had 12 days or whatever it was to prepare for it. And we weren't we weren't ready. We came out flat on both sides of the. I mean, I guess the offense did great in that first series. But then Josh threw the interception and didn't look right until the second half. So, um, I mean, you know, I sort of made the joke at the time that, you know, the London game against Jacksonville, you know, like they didn't sort of wake up until, you know, the second half, you know, and Jacksonville had had that advantage. I kind of wish that we had just never gone there uh, because oh, that sort yeah. of not only did Milano get hurt and we saw other injuries. I think that's when uh, Jones. Jones got hurt, too. Um, but that. um that just all of those tendencies just came out and then you know elam was exposed for uh you know and just so many things happened in that game I barely and then knew you were just, yeah and we're like oh we're not better than the jacks they're decidedly yeah. better than us oh yeah yeah no it's like yeah with elam i barely knew he was covering uh ridley that whole game because ridley was completely in a clearing yeah the entire game and uh it is funny when you, you mentioned that first drive with the Bengals. I had told several people that I, I definitely liked the Bills' chances versus the Bengals in a shootout. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started to look that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, if we start, you know, like with the Miami game, we start just exchanging scores, I think our defense might be able to, you know, settle down. And we know this offense, uh, you know, can score at will when it wants to. And that was not a great defense we played you know, last uh, night, they gave up 350 yards to Brock Purdy the week before. So I was thinking, not that I was thinking Josh should throw for 500 yards, but you know, you you know, you don't see Josh Allen throwing a hundred yards less than his competitor. And Joe Burrow just did exactly that uh, yesterday. And talking with Kincaid, uh, I think this guy is going to be something special. And it is uh, funny when I did just kind of laugh, even though it was a critical moment in the game when he fumbled. In a way, I kind of thought we were, if we won that game, we were going to kind of steal that game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Kincaid had one fumble in his entire collegiate career. Yeah. So when he came to Buffalo, it was kind of like, I think I just said out loud to my, my girlfriend who was right next to me, who knows nothing about football. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, welcome to Buffalo, Dalton. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, uh, you know, you're, your proud streaks could come to a close here, you know, with uh, our history of bad luck. But uh, no, it's, and even for a rookie, you're definitely noticing these past three weeks, uh, Allen is very, very much looking to him, Mm -hmm. uh, like almost immediately. It's like Diggs, Kincaid, and then it's uh, pretty much the other players. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. Uh, I want to now I'm going to go full Homer uh, for a second. And I don't think so. Here's the thing. I, I hate 
um, complaining about officials because every team thinks, every fan thinks that the officials uh, missed, missed the big calls. But I, I still want to get the explanation on that intentional grounding um, uh, call yeah. because I was like, it was obvious that he wasn't throwing the ball away to um, to avoid a sack. It was that he and Davis were not on the same page on the coverage like (laughs) that like and we know this as bills fans because he and davis do this all the time um so um so i i would really like to get an explanation from the league um about that and i thought terry mccauley's like defense of the officials last night was embarrassing i was like when and Collinsworth was pushing him on it, and and he was like, "Well, you know, it's not so that is technically the rule." But I'm like, "No, the rule is that <laughs> you're doing this to avoid a sack. That's not what the uh, what the thing was. There was a rush around him. He was not doing that to try to avoid a sack. So mm-hmm. again, we saw like we just see it all the time, and you're like, you don't. That's not <laughs> intentional grounding. It was." They were bad. It was a bad play. We shouldn't get further penalized for it. Oh, so yeah. I was, I was furious at that. And of course, then the the tripping call that was missed was just infuriating. And, and oh yeah, and you know, and like these officials who were not afraid to throw flags on both sides. I I thought it was a really poorly officiated game, but. It was really disconcerting. A couple of of those two plays, uh, especially, were were pretty awful. I know everybody's been talking about that. I remember when it happened, and I think uh, I didn't even take a second to think if it was the right call or not. It just seemed like one of those, like, oh, of course, this is just where you know the game implodes on us. So I didn't even pay attention to that. And everybody seemed. I'm going to have to. I can't do it today. I can't really look at the replays today. It's just all too. Uh, just wait, way too soon, way too soon. Well, it also took three three points off the board. I mean, like, you know, we were in field goal range, and then because it's a loss of down and yardage, we we had to punt, you know. <laughs> By the way, Sam Martin was terrible last night, you know. Like, his, the punting game was awful. Uh, and then, oh, here's the other thing um, about, the you know, I mentioned that 2020 season. They need to work on the deep passing game. Like, I don't think we've seen any connections. Maybe, well, since the Miami game, like, Josh has not been in sync with any receiver, including Diggs, on deep balls this season. Uh, Well, as uh, over the last, you know, five, six weeks or whatever it's been. (laughs) He's just been terrible. And so, you know, like, everybody keeps bringing up the like okay he's number one in completion percentage and i'm like yeah but we're (laughs) we're not able to put points on the board and i think some of that is the threat of the deep game isn't there (laughs) and he and he barely tries them because it's Mm -hmm. just not working so like i'm like what are you guys doing are you practicing that at all (laughs) i know yeah and it's always i've always felt like you know the past uh you know, the past three seasons or so when Allen does, there is that sense when Allen goes back to drop and lets a bomb go before you can even see on the screen. 
you almost have that feeling the way it's let go that like oh that's a that's just a dime that's a strike yeah it's starting to feel like a lot of times when he throws these things i'm like i don't i don't think that's uh i don't think that's going to be a wise uh throw it's either going to be you're going to see like either jordan whitehead like five yards ahead of the receiver right fall into his basket uh definitely something's up with that and i'm wondering if it's the shoulder thing that uh you know they that keeps mentioning uh but no, that's definitely been, uh, and I think that is a reason for uh, Allen's high completion percentage. It kind of reminds me back with uh, Tyrod. There was definitely the, and I love Tyrod, but there was always the group saying, you know, he only throws four or six interceptions a year. And then it's like, he also only throws 15 touchdown passes a year. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice a little more interceptions for twice as many touchdowns, which is pretty much exactly what Josh Allen has given us. Yeah, I, I know. And it, it's so funny because, you know, before that magical third season um, of Josh Allen, where, um, you know, everybody was like, look, he's gotten his, uh, you know, accuracy in check and everything like that. But now, like, he's the most accurate quarterback in the league. And we're like, yeah, but he's not as good as he was, you know? And exactly. it's like, you know, like, um, I mean, I think the Jets game week one, he just left so much on the table because he was constantly going for, you know, the deep balls or like the sort of medium range throws when you're like, dude, Cooks is wide open, you know, like, what are you doing? But again, like, there's got to be some middle area. He still has to complete and try the deep and the long medium range and uh yeah so it's just it's confounding i, I don't oh, know yeah. what else to say i <laughs> i don't think anybody has anything intelligent to say about it like i've been looking for answers i think everybody has it, it it's i think the only thing is like the vibes are just off you know oh yeah no and it's funny uh <clears throat> yeah it's uh i've never claimed to have anything intelligent to say it's, uh, but I will always offer. I will always offer my uh, ill-advised opinion, and I do have to give you credit. Uh, you had mentioned it earlier in the show, the nickname you had given Josh when we did our show ten months ago, uh, the Agent of Chaos. You called yeah, him Chaos Josh. Yeah, I, Chaos Agent. Yeah. I do have to say, I think I have used that once a week since you first introduced me to that term, and I've yeah. used it a bunch of times on the show too. I'm like our, our Agent of Chaos, Josh. And it's almost feeling like that's where he kind of has to go back to, you know, it's like where they say, like, excuse me, like, let Josh cook, you know, like what they say with like Russ Wilson. It's like, kind of let him do his thing. Let him make some of those mistakes, perhaps. If, uh, you know, if he's going to get the one interception, but then get 350 yards and four touchdowns, you know. I think we saw it. I think we saw it last week. I mean, I thought he... He, he played a magnificent game last week against Tampa, you know, against a, really, a worse, a worse defense than the Bengals. I, I thought he played, sure. I thought he played very well last week. Um, and I think it was McDermott who put the clamps on him last week by not going mm-hmm. for it on fourth down when that team was rolling and like fourth and three, fourth and five, like that's the chaos agent. Like, you oh, yeah. want you want Josh with the ball in his hand at that at that point, 
And I, I, so that's where I will criticize McDermott was on those things where you're just like, that's where the, where Josh needs to, to, to be there. So, you know, and like continue to roll on that stuff. And so, you know, then with, against the Bengals, you know, like, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the interception was was terrible that he threw. Oh, you know, like there wasn't even anybody in the flat for that for that defensive back. Like we've seen it some, uh, like against the Patriots, where Peppers had that almost same interception on the same. It was it was almost it was two. almost identical. Yeah, that sort of cover two hole at where he's trying to fit it into that specific window there in the cover two, and Peppers kind of goaded him into it. You know, and it was just a great play by Peppers. This one was just not a great play. It was just a terrible <laughs> throw by Josh because there's nobody in the there's nobody <laughs> in the backfield. So of course that guy's gonna sink back. You know, uh, uh, for sure. And uh, how, yeah. And also, how come when other teams run a, a zone defense, they're able to get turnovers, and we throw a zone defense, and we can't stop anybody? <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh. No. It's just. I think it's just. Uh, it's just Bill's football. It's you know uh, Murphy's, Murphy's law or whatever. Animal it's, noises. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, before we go, we have the Broncos coming up next week uh, at home, where we are uh, somehow uh, undefeated at home, if playing unstellar as of late. Uh, how do you? Uh, how are you feeling thought- about this one? Gosh, I hadn't thought that through. They're undefeated at the home. That's hilarious. Yes, um, it is. Oh my gosh! I think we're yeah two uh, four and zero, oh, four and zero oh at home. That's right. So and, far this and, year, and we do have we have a a bit of a home stand. So yeah, not only yeah. the Broncos and then the Jets are at home too. Um, yeah. I mean, I, again, I said it earlier. I I don't think we can count ourselves as a top five team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, unless some things change so you know yeah. i'm i'm scared of that game i i also am sick of night games just as a fan like i prefer one o'clock games and so like then it feels like all of this stuff gets <laughs> compounded when it's on night but you know they played great against tampa at night at home so hopefully we'll have that sort of hometown juice that'll that'll help and i'm and i'm kind of thinking this is a this is a perfect opportunity to, for us to really get back on our schneid. Yeah. You know, we could really put it to the Broncos. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I think the Broncos definitely are playing a little bit better than they have been. Uh, but if we are the team who I truly think we are, that we have not shown for more than half the season, uh, this could be an opportunity for us to really, you know, if we could just blow, you know, Blow the uh, blow the socks off the Broncos. It's a tall tall ask, of course. Uh, maybe I'll have a little more optimism going forward. But as I've told our friend Jason, I have to see it to believe it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, again, I like the way the defense played in the second half uh, last week. Who knows what um, what Bernard's? Um, I mean, if he has a concussion, the sort of protocol is that you automatically don't play in the next game. So yeah. we're probably looking at Dorian Williams, Dodson, linebacking crew, you know. Um, yeah. And so I-, I hope McDermott, the defensive coordinator, will continue <laughs> to 
like just embrace these young guys hopefully douglas will be able to step in though i you know dane jackson played well um i thought oh, yeah benford got hurt too so you know it's like just, it's, it's just, just never ending yeah the hits just keep on coming so you know again that's my like reason for optimism is like okay maybe mcdermott can be like well this is my team now um i've got to just embrace the the like sort of freak athleticism of dorian williams and just let him just be a beast and let dodson be a little and try him try to be like milano all over the place kind of thing so oh, let's yeah. hope i mean denver's not a great offense but you know they've been yeah, playing exactly, yeah. neither were the giants and they uh they kept us on our toes but uh and uh but uh before we go uh gonna give our trivia for next week uh if you uh want to tell me after we wrap this up I'm, i have a feeling i have a feeling you got this one it's a it's a classic so the denver broncos our opponent next week we played in the 1991 afc championship where the bills won 10 to 7 who scored the one touchdown for buffalo that game oh i think i know this oh yep absolutely and uh Yes, uh, give me your guess in just a moment. But uh, Scott, thank you so much again for being on. Uh, always a great guest. And uh, I hope to have you back on maybe sometime <laughs> in the playoffs. And definitely, definitely after a victory, you know. Uh, yeah. Has nothing, to do with, nothing to do with the Bengals, either being bookended uh, or not. And uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, – the show is Run That Back on Asheville FM or available on any podcast out there. And uh, Scott, once again, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Tom. It was uh, fun. It was fun talking to you. Uh, it's despite, like thera- it's, I find yeah. it therapeutic. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, it's yeah. sometimes like, oh, I don't want to do it. But then it's like when it's done, I'm like, oh, I kind of needed that. Yeah, you thanks know, that for platform. Yeah, thank you for letting me vent. And uh, I hope all the bills fans um you know who are listening can we can all push through absolutely uh and with that we'll leave on that parting note uh bills mafia push through there's still eight more games in the season uh you know let's try and stay optimistic and you know hopefully it'll be a fun uh, rest of the year uh and one that we can at least look back on uh and reflect fondly of uh Bills Mafia, thank you again for joining us on Bills or Bust podcast. Have a great week and let's go Buffalo. Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and let's go Buffalo. Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production, copyright 2023.